0: This podcast is sponsored by Coolaboola, that creates simple and very advanced websites, as well as creating fantastic animation. If you or someone you know is looking to start or update their websites, we're offering a genuine 20% discount with the code AWAKENING. Just go to Kulabola, COOLA, B U L L A.com, and the links are in the podcast description.
1: So for the second time around, we are very honored and excited to have Christian Osch from Switzerland and he is one of the leading Swiss opponents in the instrumentalization of 5G and the Corona agenda. His presentations show how the federal governments and politics are driving this development forward, so we want you to continue to join us to learn more about the connection between 5G and Corona, the banking system, government control, and why we need to keep an eye on Switzerland and Sweden and more. And as the expression usually goes, keep your eye on the ball, okay, because many moving pieces so many distractions some of moving pieces are help, helpful but others are so destructive but before you know it we they just get suck us to the wrong direction so today with christians leadership we will continue to have this conversation so we can keep an, our eyes on the ball and there's the quote that that he sent me and he says to win without fighting is best mm. so that's a clue coming out of the neutral Switzerland, the home of the most influential NGOs and uh, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, the Banking International uh, System, I think that's it, yeah, and the United Nations. And also I believe that might be also where UNESCO and NATO and all these so-called NGOs that we I, even for me, I, I in the beginning, I thought, wow, they're really helpful, okay? So, like, for me, coming from the Philippines, like, you know, I see the poverty, I see the population, so I said, oh, th- this is nice, this, is, this Planned Parenthood is good, and as a nurse in the hospital, it's so annoying, and we all know that there's a defective flaw system of the healthcare system, that it's annoying that one doctor doesn't have so much specialization, and they don't know what the other doctors are doing so when when that um computerized information was introduced to us and i was still then with a corporate nursing it was like oh this is good so that when one doctor when a patient goes to one doctor then they could see what the other doctors are doing not knowing that this is just the tip of the iceberg that it catches us to be in the system and yet the underlying objective is questionable and evil. So Christian, how we? I know you could take this conversation to many angles, but I just want you to take the lead. So first I want to say, how did it happen that this NGOs suddenly have a home in Switzerland?
2: Well, uh, well, first of all thank you so much for having me back grace and everyone else here on this interview today i'm uh, i've been really very much been looking forward to uh getting back together and since we had an opportunity to exchange our ideas and thoughts last time a lot of things have happened in this world and i've prepared some things for today based on the most current activities in this world, uh, we may have to spend a little bit of time on what's going on right now uh, in this world. And it's just been pretty amazing to see what how fast everything changed from the pandemic or the pandemic for some, pandemic for others, that we just switched uh, middle of February, pretty much still in the middle of the winter. All forgetting about uh, the pandemic here worldwide. Uh, everywhere you know, especially here in Europe after pretty substantial measures uh, have been you know, people have been getting somewhat the freedoms back, but not all. And so right now a lot of people feel like this curtain has been opened up back to freedom. people start making vacation and you know arrangements, and they were thinking going back to normal and we just got hit on the 24th with the reality in what's going on in the Ukraine with Russia and everything like that. So, I mean, obviously it's it's bait and switch for the media and most people have an extreme hard time to follow really what's going on, what's next. And it's the same thing as before. Uh, They use panic and angst, you know, in everyone's you know, minds and brains. And that's, you know, really, really tough. And I hope in today's, you know, exchange under us, that I can maybe bring somewhat of a comfort. And even for the people are maybe going to be viewing this in Europe. I tell you what, uh, you know, Ukraine is not too far away from where we are. I'm getting calls from overseas from the United States. It's like, hey, are you worried about it? You know, uh, especially if this goes nuclear and all that stuff. So, Anyway, and based on these activities, I think we may bring a few more of those things in. And uh, but I think we want to also focus on what you what you're asking here is how did this come about? It didn't come about just in the last two years. What we're dealing with, uh, you maybe can also follow the certain arrogance, you know, from the World Economic Forum. Uh, the founder of the uh, WEF uh, NGO down located in Geneva, Klaus Schwab, uh, he, uh, he founded uh, the World Economic Forum uh, back in 71. And since then, this has become quite an institution. And it's kind of scary to follow really what happened just on the, you know, with the WEF itself. And we're going to come back to this. But I think we have to look at a gr- greater and a bigger umbrella I mean, today, uh, they started in Geneva with the World Health Organization and uh, for the World Health Organization to become, you know, the global governance over the next pandemic. So, you know, there's about 194 nations that are starting getting together, and I think they will go on for some time uh, to really... Establish a new treaty amongst all those members. I mean, that's the whole world. Okay, that's that's 194 nations. You know, uh, and this is really all about this. Maybe for the viewers, if you can, if you can look at this here, this really all has to do with the digital documentation of the COVID certificates or the digital passport that will implement know and have everything about us in there so that digital pass if it goes based on this agenda here this is a document that i will share with your audience grace and everyone here in the call Uh, you can download this it's a 99 page document and this is the technical architecture in how the world health organization is supposed to be that governing entity over this pandemic, you know, management. So when we and so right now, I mean this kind of break that we're kinda of enjoying right now, a little bit away from the corona measures and stuff like that, a little bit of opening, a little bit more freedom, most places without masks now here in Europe. This is just a small little break for them to get their stuff together. So right now they're literally analyzing how it worked with the first round, what worked well where were the problems so they're identifying the problems and they go back to the drawing boards and i'm i'm certain that anything that could improve and optimize they will go back and and they will absolutely consider that to really tighten up anything and else and what i'm sharing here is, is for the world health organization to become the seat of global governance so to say that is a front for the u.n that's the front for the united nations and for anybody that hasn't had a chance to maybe research and deep, you know, kind of dig into the United Nations, what do they stand for? Has anyone read the charter, the, the UN charter? I mean, this is definitely based on the Communist Manifesto. And for some people that have never spent some time uh, reading into that, now will be the time to go and confirm this. And I mean, I mean for everyone that's listening and viewing this here today, uh, anything that I say can be uh, absolutely confirmed. Uh, and I really want for people to confirm what I'm saying here based on self-study, self-research. All this stuff can be found. And uh, yeah, you're not going to find it on the news station, on the mainstream media, and the newspapers and the radio and stuff like that. It does require to actually dig into alternative news based on what your platform is all about here with the podcasters, you know, that are participating here today. So yeah, we got our hands full, I see. And you know what? These NGOs have been structured to really become the new world order infrastructure, the new governance for a new world order. And it was Bush 41, very you know early, yeah, that was quite I don't remember which year But he was the first one in public to speak that out that new world order and and so they're finally there and and they're so arrogant in their implementation of that new world order they're so proud right now they're just so out there they don't even worry about hiding and stuff because they know they have literally they almost have us all in the sack not all (laughs) the toughest ones they don't have in the sack yet. So we still think, I think, you know, we always have options and we still have hope. That means, you know, expect with confidence that a lot of people are just not going to deal with this system. They're trying to put us in and fit us into it. So, So once we kind of follow these NGOs and what they're all doing, I mean, we have the World Health Organization, we have the WEF, right? But we have also GAVI, you know, especially this consortium of pharmaceuticals. Uh, we have, you know, we have uh, Bank of International Settlement here in Switzerland. We have the second seat of the UN next to New York. We have that. Uh, we have other organizations here in Switzerland that are obviously enjoying and abusing our neutral neutru- uh, neutrality. And just by the fact that the federal council here in Switzerland yesterday announced that they will also apply the same sanctions against Russia as the EU came about yesterday. That makes me, you know, makes me grinch because we truly just lost the last little inch of neutrality uh, by them actually following the EU in filing sanctions against Russia. And we can come back to that. That's a that's a whole other theme. But if, if you guys if you guys are gonna have questions in regards to Russia and why obviously the Russia is being made the aggressor and you know Ukraine, NATO, and all that stuff, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other interview. <laughs> that that is so deep and uh, it's been going on for years and years. And for the people that are watching viewing this here, uh, we have civil war going on in the Ukraine. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this. I mean, we literally have Ukrainians beating each other over the head. Uh, You know, civil war within Ukraine. And uh, so the media is not broadcasting that stuff. So it's really Ukraine that's bombing its own own people right now. So, I mean, we could go on go on here, Grace, but... Yeah. Um, I have you, a few things prepared today, and I think i like to dive into these things here, but I want to absolutely be available for any questions and concerns that you uh, for have for me and for the group here today.
1: Well, I thank you so much, and I know that whatever presentation you need to share, I'd rather let you go ahead, um, and, and, I, and I know at some point you just if you can, who's really controlling is, who's backing them up, you know, and as you go along with your conversation. And of course, it's just sad that these things has been happening even before most of us were are, were born. So, but that I don't, said we are hopeful. I'll pass it on to Roy, unless you have to do something now, Christian, go ahead, but Roy will follow
3: Yeah, it's um, not sure which angle we go down because there's there's so much we can discuss. But like, you know, you mentioned the neutrality. Like I know for years that Ireland, the Americans' military have been landing in Shannon, which is in Limerick. And in Poland, uh, there's a small town about 30 minutes, me, called Wask. And the Americans are there as well. They extended the actual runway. So who's really the aggressor here? And the other thing is, if we talk about Schwab and the World Economic Forum, he's been bragging recently, not only about Trudeau and half his cabinet, but also that Putin is one of his boys. And also we see that the Ukrainian leader. So is this a game they're playing and the innocent people are being murdered?
2: Absolutely. I would absolutely agree with you. I mean, you know, I think Canada was a, a perfect example to see What's in store for us if we let this happen? And um, I'm afraid what's going to happen to the convoy that's right now shaping up in United States. I personally think it will be uh, it will be it will be probably not what they expect to get out of this. I think they should have learned from the mistakes you know, they made in Canada, I'm all about, you know, demonstrating and doing things like that. But right now, when you see that we're sitting on a barrel of, you know, black powder right now, I mean, anything can happen right now. And this is what we are focusing on with my nonprofit organization here in Switzerland. When things are the way they are right now, we don't have the power to stop a government from doing what. What Canada did, okay, but what they did should give us, you know, an idea of what's going to happen to anybody else that speaks out and does things against the government. So when you go out there and you go and you know, you show and tell your cars or your semis, you may own the semi, you may don't, you may have a lease, okay. So, I mean, it's easy for them to gather all the license plates and know exactly who is all participating and do the exact same thing that they did in Canada, freeze everyone's accounts, uh, you know, cancel insurances and stuff like that. So I think that, you know, and I hate for people to lose more money than what we're already losing because through inflational increase, uh, inflation in, uh, happening right now, uh, we are already uh, getting host in all of this, the actual normal people that go to work for their payment, you know, for their salaries and stuff. So it's sad for me to see family uh, families lose more money and maybe even lose their car or their, their truck they used to make the money with um, in an effort like this. I think right now they would much rather prepare, you know, self-prepare themselves for what's coming And, you know, based on what I'm sharing here is we have put together a program and this is what we're focusing on is is it's it's excuse me, it's an eight step program. Number one, it's based on firmness in in spirituality and and personal freedom. So get solid with yourself. Where are you at? You know, Uh, don't get too deep entrenched into this fear and panic mode. Because it's easily to get into this and get caught up with it. Even if it feels like you should participate there and there, I tell everybody, don't go to another demonstration. Don't go to another rally until you really have your family prepared for what's coming. And this is all covered in this eight-step procedure. The next thing is communication and networking. Are you locally in your neighborhood networked well enough that when we lose power and plan on it, I think that's definitely something that we will be dealing with is actually power outages that will go longer than just maybe a few hours. So communication becomes really key. Have your contacts in the Rolodex. Have them printed out already so you know where your best friends, where your network lives so you can actually maybe mail them you know a letter handwritten letter so we are already communicating that have everything ready that we can actually communicate and here in Switzerland we 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 have field post okay that means if the the whole post system goes down that we still have runners in the military that will actually deliver mail obviously all the stuff that you bought in amazon.com will probably not all but you know we have systems in place even if there's no power for the post office that we still have actually delivery possible so but here in switzerland's a little bit different we have short distances so we can walk we can take the bicycle uh, that's dev- very different in the united states that's why i think that second point communication networking becomes absolutely essential know who your friends are, know whom you can trust, and have their, communi- have their address and have these tools in place so you can actually write a letter or write a postcard. And we even have ways, by the way, we put a postcard on a card. So you can even send a postcard without writing anything when strictly by placing the put mar- the, the, the stamp, if it's upright, if it's left or right or downward, You can already locally tell someone in your network, hey, we're meeting at Wednesday by the church at seven o'clock PM and we all come together. So these are some code that we already right now can put in place that if everything goes to hell, we actually have ways to communicate and don't lose touch with each other. That is also just to support each other and have that exchange that is really, really important. Then the health protection is obviously next, you know, our spiritual and, and uh, all that's, uh, uh, you know, stay fit, take care of our, you know, personal health. And uh, that is a very key thing that we actually don't let ourselves go and just drink coffee all day long. Get out there, get into the sunshine, get your body fit and stay fit for what's coming to us. Then personal safety. Uh, We have a a, range for people that wanna learn more about personal safety. They can actually learn how to shoot a gun. They can even do some martial arts. They can figure out how to deal with a knife, uh, maybe a slingshot and stuff like that. So we actually allow people to participate in courses where they can learn more about personal safety and how they can protect their family. The other thing is the key items. So uh, I have put together this preparedness handbook uh, with the essential articles that uh, items that are going to be very hard to come by once uh, everybody's running to the stores. I have that in German and in English. So Grace, you can actually uh, post that up today for download. People can see the 100 most important items that they should get now before they get on a convoy or demonstration stuff. Get that stuff now. And the other day. I have this. read
3: that actually. I read that today, and it's actually very good. And why it's important is just a few days ago in Muoch, there was panic for petrol, and basically loads of oh. garages went empty. So people started panicking. We could be brought into this in a day. And what you have written to print out and have a checklist because most people, if they don't realize what the situation will be without power, without water, how are they going to survive?
2: i think so absolutely and we look at alternative ways in overheat okay uh you can do a lot of things with candles and you can do even inside your house you can make an oven uh out of uh, flower pots and candles and all these things so we have some really unique things that we share with our uh, you know folks in the network and it's going like absolute wildfire here in switzerland we have nonprofit organi- organizations pop up like mushrooms everywhere, as we're literally building up a parallel system to the failing government. The governments that have failed us, the governments that are failing us and our know, citizens across the world, because these guys are going rogue, and they're all in for you know getting as much profits out of what's happening in this uh, crazy system that they're uh, you know following. So the, la- the seventh is, you know, self-sufficiency. We talk about gardening. We're talking about, you know, uh, you know growing your own food and, you know, working with your farmers and anybody else that is in the, you know, food supply chain and stuff like that. So as an example, I mean, I'm here in the uh, Swiss Alp uh, Valley and uh, we produce mountain cheese. So in the summer, the cows come to the Alp and that's really nice, flavorful milk. They make cheese out of that with all these really high elevation grasses. So it has really good flavor, and we age that. And so we have an old seller here from a cheesemakery, and we have um, you know the possibility to store uh, that cheese. a coordinated uh, you know, substantial amounts, a few tons of cheese for uh, nonprofit organizations in the city. So, they already have a food source for cheese, you know, it's just stuff like that. So, we're really thinking things through and are networking at this level. Uh, it's not like we just, you know, anticipate all bad in the future, but then you don't have food, you don't have heat. You don't have these resources in place now. Once we have a chaos, everyone is going to be stuck in the chaos. And we do everything possible that our people are not going to be stuck in the chaos. They can actually be still active, getting organized and helping other people because they already have their own personal stuff in place. And then uh, the contingency plan is the number eight thing. Which is a big thing. In other words, you know, if you would have to leave your house, have your bug-out bag ready. What's all in there? Being able to leave your house in within ten, fifteen minute time. You know, you're at work. Your mom is on somewhere with the children, and all of a sudden, here we go. Here's the call. We need to leave town. How are you prepared to leave with your children? Maybe even some some animals. Where are you going? And how? Does everyone know where to meet each other when things go bad? So these are the things that uh, we're working and focusing on right now here in Switzerland. And yes, COVID is a big deal. And right now we're actually going back. We look exactly what went wrong and we actually do uh, whatever we can with possible lawsuits against the government. There's activities going on. We have organized lab work right now. We're looking at all the uh, the vaccines, what's in it, what's not supposed to be in it. So we're looking all into this. We're looking at 5G. We're doing still what we are doing there, but over anything right now is absolutely personal self-preparedness over anything else. I mean, if you have savings, If you have your pension, you have a way to get the money out of the system, we tell our people here in Switzerland, get your cash out of the bank. Canada showed us exactly what's gonna happen. If you go against the government, they will freeze your account. If you don't do this, if you don't do that. And remember, right now, anticipate that we have another pandemic coming to us within the next six months. And it will probably be a fake pandemic again, but they do want us to get into this digital sphere, I call that. The digital sphere where we digitize us and we combine us into somewhat a transhuman. I mean, they already plan on putting chips into us. Who knows what they put into us through the uh, mRNA. It does look that they want to get us connected into this crazy transhumanism and stuff like that. And uh, we have to be serious. I you know that's where these guys want to take us. And uh, if you want to resist going in there and don't fall prey by you losing all your savings, losing your pension, losing your homes and all that stuff. We have strategies right now to help people get out of debt as much as possible, pay down the bank loans so you can take a 50 to maybe even a 70% hit in the market. In other words, when your home is 50 to 70% less worth than it is now, and your mortgages are up there, you're gonna be upside down and you're gonna be kicked out of the house. So we help people here adjust all these things. So when with the first round hits, they're not just gonna be on the streets, you know? So secure your cash, have some cash for the tr- for the transitional period, get some gold and silver based on what you can afford, I'm a silver guy because silver has other applications over gold. Gold will most likely be too valuable when really when it really goes down. So for a lot of people maybe don't have a whole lot of money, silver is a much easier metal to get into it, and you can use it you know to uh, prolong the shelf life of milk. You can even use it to uh, kill bacteria in in water, so you can disinfect water sources. So silver is a really good thing. And I think, you know, an average, an 80-20 mix gold, silver, silver, 80%, gold, 20%. I think you're looking pretty good. And uh, so that's next to getting all your other items in place that you need, okay, for, you know, living 24 hours a day and be warm and be fed. And so that's kind of what we're focusing on. And I think that's uh, something that I would like for everyone to think through. Use our checklist, get this thing done, make it a family. You know, if you have a family, get, uh, get everybody involved. It, it, it allows you to focus on something that you really haven't been doing maybe. And uh, it takes focus away from the panic and the angst of what's going on. Because right now, everybody is running scared. We're going to be running into a nuclear war, and I do not think for a second that's actually going to happen. Then I will tell you guys later. Bye.
3: And you know, you're you're coming after all these uh, governments, let's say. And I mean, I'm I'm looking down the kind of sovereign road, common law, UCC, and the more I'm learning, it is a minefield. It's not something easy. But the more that I'm learning, especially about the way they do letters and everything every single letter that they're sending out is fraudulent and i believe cuz unfortunately when we attack them in the courts they kind of control the courts is that something that you've looked at to, to a way of actually beating them yes um obviously uh you probably know they uh
2: especially in the united states i mean uh, uh people probably heard about the strawman and the transmitting utility everyone that has a birth certificate uh you know driver's license and all that stuff all capital letters you know i mean uh, we know this and i mean that uh, we call that the transmitting utility and uh, with this uh, they uh, yeah they changed absolutely you know based on maritime law we don't we're being treated like a vessel right yeah. and they did this because the nation is really bankrupt so they have to figure out a way where the liability is going to go back to you as a living, breathing flesh of, you know, body. And uh, they did this. And most people do not know about this. And they also don't know how to represent themselves in court. Uh, Here in Switzerland, they uh, started doing that as well. I've been following it. You know, it's called Person und Mensch. So it's the same concept, you know, as you guys uh, are aware of in the United States. I think... We are so into this that it doesn't matter if you're right, okay? When you have a system that is so powerful, so advanced, corrupt in any and all areas, if that is in law, in the court court system, if that is in finance, if that is in, in health, pharmaceutical, if that is in, you know, especially right now with the uh, the military industry and stuff like that, the military complex. I mean, it's just so far gone. And I think we have to let this kind of crash and burn. And in the meantime, we have to look for a parallel system to kind of get out of the way of that crashing, burning thing and figure out a way to get out of the way there. And this is what we're trying to do here in Switzerland, especially. That I think we have about 25-30% of the population here in Switzerland there is aware, they are aware that you know there's something terribly wrong. A smaller percentage would know uh, about the judicial fraud, you know. I know I've I've studied finance for quite some time and we helped some people get out of debt, you know, 20 years ago, and it was all based uh, on the knowledge, based on how a bank loan works, you know, based on uh, the UCC and uh, you know obviously then the corporate law the, the rules statutes and uh, rules statutes, and regulations, so to say, So they treat you like fiction like you are an entity so when you when you read Black's Law Dictionary and you go, look a person, what does the word a person really mean? A person is you know it, it's 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 someone with an unsound mind, you need awarded this, you're awarded the state someone needs to represent you and this is why you need to get an attorney to go to court and the minute you do that you actually have lost
3: (laughs) no and like the the, what's frustrating for me is there's so many different versions of black laws dictionary and then there's people giving information on version four version five version six and it's like they're dear they're not small books they're big books so we're trying to understand legal when like the, the 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 main thing would be, because they've got a different mindset, a a, a solicitor, he would actually retain it a lot better, understand it better, but unfortunately, they're part of the game, and they don't want to get involved. I've tried a lot of them to kind of get them involved, because I know that they could actually, I prefer, and I know a load of people, because there's people crying out to me, because we've had a load of different people on the show, talking about this. there's people writing constantly, I need help, you know, we've, uh, with bailiffs coming, we've got this, we've got that, and unfortunately it's designed such a way that it's bamboozling people and you know we're we're in a, a strange situation but one thing that I keep telling people don't sign nothing because I have learned the minute you sign you're basically saying yeah here I go you just refuse to sign say so, no sorry I don't understand I need to talk to my solicitor and they cannot do nothing when you don't sign it
2: yeah well the problem is is you may have a chance to be right in court, right? You may even get through the court and you walk out of there like, hey, I'm the winner, and you know, the judge did this, the judge did that. But then you have the police state and they come knock you on the door and and you know they come and grab anything that you have in your house and they sell your car and everything. I have watched and seen this. I have experienced things like that while I was still in the United States. It gets hairy. This is really to sum up, you know, that whole concept of uh, applying UCC and, you know, our rights in court um, against the corporate world, so to say. When you're able, ready and willing to learn the law and be able to know it well enough to represent yourself in court, okay, as a living flesh and blood, uh, and you identify yourself not being that transmitting utility, the straw man, you know, of the state, that you do not, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I mean, we could go into this. Then I would definitely tell someone do not do it. And especially if you have a family, you have children, uh, if you don't have the wherewithal to actually know everything and really be uh, on top of that game, it could hurt you. And uh, I have seen friends that actually have lost their family over, you know, pursuing being right in court and being right this and and all that. And in the end, actually, they they were worse off. So right now, it's also, I mean, have you had the opportunity to have savings and have, in other words, cash flow? To not be dependent up on the government, whatever it is, social security, all that stuff, Medicare. If you never have to go back into the government system, all the power to you, okay? But I feel it's tough for someone to go and teach courses how to do all this, you know, and make money by teaching a course that could get people into trouble for any some reason. They may do it for the wrong, you know. I know motivation. You have to be careful and that tell people, you know, do it. But you know what? If you're not solid enough, you may rather just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like my experience, and I've, I've seen a lot, there's a lot of unfortunately fraudulent people doing courses, just taking the money, leading people up the wrong path. But I believe that you have to watch your own back you have to like i think you need to learn the law side of things as well as that and take both routes because then you've got both arms flexed when you're fighting instead of just kind of going down the common law because some people are going in i'm you know i'm using that going into court and they've lost straight away by actually throwing that out in front of them you know so. yeah Let- before I I just pass on to uh, Jane, but just because I know you've got different partners on your website, because you know I seen the preparedness uh, handbook. Like, how do you actually uh, screen the people that you're going to put on before? Because you know some people they they've got different uh, partners, let's say, and they're not run by the right people. How, how what's your kind of screening process?
2: Well, uh right now. um I'm pretty much only representing that I personally understand and I can actually follow and have personally experienced. At this very stage, I don't do anything that I don't feel comfortable representing or have at least a solid enough of understanding that I can say, you know what, been been there, done that, and I can actually talk from experience. So, you know, the different areas right now that we cover is all things uh, that I either meet personally or someone in our advisory board can actually go deep, go go wide and deep into the vertical of knowledge and what it is it is. You know, so, I mean, self-preparedness is something that I have learned early on. I was in the Special Forces in Switzerland. Obviously, I had a little, uh, you know, little chance to kind of get my wake-up call there. And uh, all along, uh, this is something that uh, you know, interested me, self-preparedness. I did it in the United States and we did it here. And uh, I think we were extremely well prepared. And uh, you know, I even, we are prepared to even help other people that maybe don't have or have had the opportunity to get as prepared as we are. With the, uh, with the presentations, with the courses, I just started doing a course and it just happened out of a conversation I mentioned the success I'm having with collo- colloidal and ionic silver. And I'm using the silver long system from the United States. And uh, so I've been making my own ionic and, sil- and, uh, and, uh, and colloidal silver water uh, for many, many years. And uh, I'm not selling it, I'm giving it away. So um, now uh, I had uh, people that asked me in our Telegram channel it's like Christian, you know, you talk about this what and stuff. I mean, could you do? Could you teach a course? It's like I never even thought about doing a course. So we just did that here in the twenty-second. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, January twenty-second, and we had the greatest time. We had we had twenty people here, and we had the greatest time. People no mask, you know, exchange, hugging, eating, drinking together, and literally the last people left my house at one a.m. in the morning. <laughs> so um, it was so awesome and now it brought me obviously into the concept of why don't we teach these things and people buy their own system so right now uh, I think by the end of this month we will probably have 40 50 Swiss that have that system and this is a small country so we have them all over Switzerland, these systems, and all these guys can now and then know how to make this collo- uh, ionic and colloidal solution. Uh, so they can now produce it locally, regionally, and they can supply that to nonprofit organizations with their network of people that, you know, if we have, you know, uh, you, know it's kinda, you guys know it's antibacterial, antifungus, antiviral, and all that stuff. Some people put you in jail and you say antiviral, but I tell you what, I mean, I got some amazing uh, experiences working with that. And, uh, and I have stories. Uh, I had this small child, very good friend of ours, a child who burned their whole arm and hand with hot water. So I just made a batch, specifically a batch of ionic silver, okay, solution. And uh, this is for topical, one of the best things you can do. And you see absolutely no scar, no scar. They can still not figure out how this was actually possible. The guys, uh, the doctor, you know, they could not figure out, you know, what they are doing. And I told them, don't tell anybody what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Especially don't tell your doctor at the hospital what, you, what this guy is doing. So, I mean, these are some things uh, that we do and out of experiencing with the people and exchanging. And this is the nicest part of actually working, you know, uh, with an audience and be personal and, and listen and learn from people and get into their questions and concerns. And, you know, if you can assist them with something that is successful, I mean, that is just awesome. you know. And then we pay it forward, you know, we help somebody
3: else out, you know. Listen, thank you very much, Christian. I'll yep. pass it to Jane.
4: Jane. <laughs> hey, Christian. Yeah, colloidal I... silver is incredibly important to know about. Um, you know, I I went through four years of naturopathic medicines school and didn't hear about it. And I I heard about it when I had horses and I had a really bad case of ringworm. And yeah. I heard it with colloidal silver. So I've been using it ever since with like so many things from cuts and scrapes to, you know, to infections, to, I had a horse with lymphangitis, another with a, a hawk that was swollen with bacteria and with my kids and just so many, so many good things. So I, yeah, encourage everyone to learn how to make that, but your number one message is preparedness and I wondered if you could just connect the bigger dots, because we've just gone through this pandemic. Many people are feeling the pinch from that. And now, you know, for six months, if you've paid attention, you've heard about food shortages and shortages and scarcity. So is it part of the agenda? I'm just wondering if you can connect the dots and maybe the dot between that and 5G.
2: Yeah, I think, obviously the organization behind us i've mentioned some i mean there's there's a, a powerful group of people and families that would like to control the whole world they have tried various ways and this time around uh they have done substantial amount of work uh to kind of hide this thing all together so we have to look Kind of was what's happened here in in the just the last two years. They needed to have this pandemic. Okay, they needed to have a way worldwide orchestrated, extremely well strategized and coordinated effort. The way we've seen this with Corona. Okay, and um, in order for those people to be somewhat captured, being put in a position like. They have tried with the pandemic to go, and they have succeeded uh, a, a tremendous amount of people uh, because based on discrimination and especially based on duress, a lot of people went and did take this shot the jab okay so what really will happen just based on the biological effects okay inside a a a, a, a human that has taken this jab. Uh, I'm not going to go in and speculate, but I can assure you, I have exchanged with uh, scientists and professors with, you know, uh, universities that we are really digging deep. And there's a lot of tremendous good people worldwide that have made very good advancements trying to understand what really was put into this shot in this, this job. OK, what are the effects of that? And I think. Right now, we have to pay attention to the studies that are coming out. Okay, uh, the DNA damage. Okay, the uh, alterations to our DNA, and you know, I mean, and when you look at the web, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, when you look at their platform, you look at the book that this guy put out. Extremely arrogant, you know what he's all saying in there and stuff. That we will lose everything. And we'll be happy by two thousand and thirty. So you have a time window for about eight years that these guys are taking it up on them <laughs> to get the whole world to participate in their program. How are you going to get this done, Jane? You can do this various ways. And I'm going to come back to this. What I think is really behind all of this. Okay. I'm leading in and we're going to come in because in the end, when I was saying about it, you know, uh, winning a war without fighting who really has established that concept it's the chinese okay have you ever got have you guys have you guys ever heard about sun tzu the art of war over 2000 years ago i mean about five was it 500 years before uh you know jesus for christ he wrote uh, the book on how to do war without fighting and when we try to answer your question, Jane. We have to look, who is really behind all this? Who would love to see for the whole world, okay? To, to get put into a, literally, I call it a modern communist system, okay? I say modern because it's been perfected. It's been optimized because you have high tech and you have finance. That is really behind all this to make it all possible. You you always have the monetary system which is based on debt. The debt monetary system it's an extremely evil, evil system, and it's 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 designed to crash the way it is. And you know, so in the end, look at who is going to benefit most by having world economic, you know, the yeah the economic system crash. Uh, on the end, what they are looking to get on is for all central banks of all those nations to be taking out all the small member banks. So we only have one bank left for each nation. So we will have a bank account with, a, with the central bank of your nation. And that will be digital. And that will be based on the universal, you know, universal uh, uh, basic income base income so everyone when the system crashes and we have free money so to say they're young they're really unexperienced they say how cool is that i don't have to do anything i'm just gonna get paid every month i'm gonna get my you know salary in the bank account it's like yeah right you're only gonna get that if you do exactly what the government tells you to do and what they expect from you so, I mean, this is a well-coordinated thing. So they do it from one way with the biological things that they're doing up on us with the jabs, whatever they get into us. If there are nanoparticles in there, they're gonna be allowing us to manipulate your mind, your, your thinking process, spike proteins. We know that, it, you know, the protein folding enzymes in your brain are being affected by that. Uh, we have all these things that are happening so i know that this is an example 5g the technology the mobile technology is an infrastructure where everything should be connected okay anything all the machines the humans and actually those people i think that have been jabbed already are most likely in the beginning stages already to actually become an antenna themselves sending and receiving information and if we don't have it from the jabs yet, and from the boosters, most likely in the future, by forcefully implement, you know, in, uh, injecting um, microchips into us. I mean, they already have FDA-approved microchip that you can swallow. I mean, all these things are there. So, and in the end, you know, I mean, I'm not the first one to say that. I can easily say because it really has to do with um, decreasing the population of this world. They really believe that we have too many people in this world. And the next real big round, and obviously now it's war. And why do we have war? We can discuss this. But the next thing that was planned was the climate situation. So climate was pushed back a little bit. War is next. Because who knows, maybe the military industrial complex felt like, hey, wait a minute pharma you guys have cleaned up so much cash the last two years you guys got filthy rich and if you guys have watched management from biontech and you know, pfizer and others are dumping their shares so watch out okay so there's activity so You can say that, okay, pharma, you have cleaned up. Now military industrial complex is next. We want to build some weapons. We want to get some cash too, because we don't have much long to prolong this failed system. We want some money too. And who is next? Who knows? I mean, maybe somebody else, but climate will be around the corner the way we see this. The climate problem is there, and it's an artificial problem, okay? And so when we look, these people, they're behind all this, obviously you have to really go down. It's like, okay, who are those international bankers, those international bankers' families? I mean, in the United States, you have the agents over there. They're the Rockefellers and the JP Morgans of the world, okay? These are the initial founders of the Federal Reserve back in 1913. And here in Europe, we have a whole, a whole slew of people that are participating in those secret societies and those are the ones they're pushing for this and the scary part i think because they now know they have to include the chinese and i think the chinese have been included since the 90s in this program i'm talking about the top percent the chinese communist party not the people itself the communist party have been involved And they're pushing this agenda right now when we see war the money exchanges are always on both sides they're financing both sides and i think it's possible that putin is just playing his part and they're all going towards the same direction for the new world order that karl schwab has identified As by 2030 we own nothing and we'll be happy that part i don't believe but not owning nothing, I think, I believe, because right now they're destroying everything in an already extremely fragile world. I mean, everyone is already like in a depression right now, and if not in a depression, something other. I mean, literally, we have to kind of sit back a little bit and see what's going on. So you have the money exchangers because money drives everything. I don't have to go into the, all the details right now. I mean, I can. But then you look at how these industries are all helping each other. So it's an extremely advanced, advanced fascist system. So you look at these multinationals, corporations, you know, if you look at the technology entities, if you look at Alpha... Google, you look at Amazon, you look at Microsoft, you look at all those, high tech. I think that we need to look at high tech as the absolute top right now, facilitating this new world order for the guys behind the curtains. And then right next to them, probably just slightly below are actually the banking institutions, the wealth managers, BlackRock, right? Vanguard, uh, State Street, uh, Goldman Sachs, you know, you name it, Fidelity, all these entities behind there, because I say that the high tech are above finances, because in order for those supercomputers for the financial institutions to work, they also need to be in the cloud, they also need to be on servers. So in the end, there and the funny thing is. The financial institutions own the software companies and the tech companies. They all they all own each other. I mean, BlackRock, you guys know. I mean, it's just absolutely massive. On the end, they're facilitating all this. You have to look at all parts, and it's all coming together, you know? And I think right now, while the United States, NATO, is, is going crazy over Russia, we have one big, 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 body that is not being talked about and who is that it's china you know china is behind and there are the there they they're the sun zoos okay they're the quiet ones okay i talked about the theme of today is to actually win a war without ever having to shoot a single gun off okay and we have all the evidence that this is what's happening. And right now China is just back there watching what's going on. What is this world gonna do to the Russians taking over the Ukraine in 24 hours? You know what? Once they recognize it's just a few sanctions, they're gonna go on and take over Taiwan, watch. It's just a matter of time. And then these two guys, Russia and China together, I tell you what, Putin is not stupid. He was in Geneva. He knows Karl Schwab, okay? He knows the young young global leaders. He's gone through that curriculum of what they teach, that new world order agenda. He went there as the former head of the KGB, (laughs) and he knows exactly what these guys have in store for each other. Now, what's scary is, even the people that did not get the jab chain, okay, but participated in a PCR test, they have to anticipate that their DNA got stored somewhere in a data in a database. So right now, if we look, we may have seventy-five, maybe even eighty percent of the world population that did do some crazy, you know, PCR test. They are now captured. So now this data of the dna data goes back to the pharma and you know what they can now be more specific in creating bioweapons based on dna structure and i tell you what the chinese this document right here i'm not sure if you get to see this i shared this with you guys this is based on the survey China did in 2004. I have tons of notes here. This is really my Bible, exactly what your question to me was, Jane, is who is behind it? Who's motivated to do this? I think here we find, we find the answers in this document. It's 20 pages, and it tells us exactly in how the Chinese play this out. You saw Bill Clinton in the 90s selling out the United States. I was in the United States and I was shocked to find out that Bill Gates sold our strategic harbors in the United States to the Chinese. I thought, what is going on? We transferred the uh, manufacturing capacity and capabilities out of the United States to, the, to China, okay, knowing well that when you go and produce, a, sub, a subsidiary in China to manufacture whatever it is, you lose control to the Chinese. What's one of the single biggest issues Trump tried to correct with the Chinese? It's stealing the IP. <laughs> so, so all these companies brought the technology from the United States, they built up China to this massive, massive powerhouse, tremendous cash flow, played it smarter than anybody else, filling up their pockets with gold and silver and all that stuff and buying up all the resources in Western you know, Europe, all over the world. They're buying things up. And I tell you what, going back to 5G, I told our government representatives, like, guys, open your eyes. We have hardware software from China, wabe. You know, we have three... Mobile uh, technology providers here in Switzerland, you know, Salt Sunrise are the two that actually run exclusively with uh, Chinese equipment. Those antennas were sold: Salt in 17, Sunrise in 19, to Celnex, Spain. So when we have issues with a five G antenna that is destroying our biological system based on oxidative stress, all the stuff. Uh, we wanna go sue the antenna providers. We have to go to Spain. And in Spain, the data that can suck up from anywhere in Switzerland, and they get watered out of Bucharest, Romania through the Chinese executives. They're playing that game so smart, smarter than anybody else can think of. So when we look at this whole world picture, I think Russia, did not make this move on Ukraine without having the back, you know, from China. They're, they're absolutely doing this together. And you know what you guys know about the BRICS countries and stuff? They have their own SWIFT system concept. Um, I tell you what, by the West it already is completely bankrupt and broke. Western Europe, ECB, the European Central Bank is as broke as they come. I mean, <laughs> they can just I mean, they can just wrap it up. And the Federal Reserve is broke as well. They're all absolutely bankrupt, and they want to go against Russia and China. You have to anticipate this is all part of a big theater. In the end, they all work together to actually coordinate this effort together. That's how I look at it. And um, I'm going to share this document with each of you because I think I can't share this enough in this world. We need to make an effort to sh- to share this I haven't had a chance to translate it in German. This is one of my one next projects that I have to do, but this has to go out. This was based on a 2004 online survey, and the Chinese Communist Party, based on the central um, committee, wanted to know that if Chinese had to kill a combatant or even children or a woman, civil, would you be willing to pull the trigger? What do you guys think? Chain, what do you think that percentage was of Chinese that will be willing to pull the trigger even on a child? 70%? Very good. There's a different categories you'll see when you see it, but in average, it's around 80% of the Chinese are willing to pull the trigger just so they would support the Chinese Communist Party with their efforts, okay, to move their people out of the destroyed land in China. Because through the last 30 plus years of all the manufacturing that they did for the world, everyone came to China and raped their natural resources, in other words, air, lakes, rivers. It's polluted. It's it's horrendous. They need to move their people outside of China. They need more land. And they don't want to go to the neighbor countries that have just as much problem, India and stuff like that. Where do they go, the Chinese? Australia, North America. That's the plan. (laughs) That plan is right in here. And I got some news for anyone that's watching and and, and listening into this. That plan is being played right now. And people don't have a clue what's going on. And it's, it's, it's very deep.
4: Yeah. Thank you so much. So much information. I mean, my mom, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we were in manufacturing, just small manufacturing, but she saw it all going to China. And she said, we're going to be left shirtless. We're not going to be able to do a darn thing. And the yellow race will take over the world. And I I remember her saying that. And I was like, oh, mom. (laughs) but wow. And you know, five years ago, I was standing just in a line for security at the airport. And I had a couple ahead of me discussing he was discussing how um, there would be this automated cars that would, you know, the whole system would be automated. And I was thinking, yeah, but what about all the people that drive cars and trucks? Like, what's going to happen? And he said that's, you know, I was just listening and that uh, someone next to him asked him that. And he said, well, it'll all just be taken away. We won't need those people. And I was like, well, how are they going to orchestrate that? So anyway, thank you so much. Thank you. And just so much information, Kristen. I'll pass it to Hartman. Thank you,
2: Jane.
5: Wow. That's, uh, that's amazing. And, um, uh, I want to I want to go directly to this um, China and uh, to the current situation. First of all, I want to share the information that the Washington Standard on the website they have brought an article on the twenty sixth of, of February. Bombshell: Three years before pandemic began, Moderna patents sequence found in alleged virus. Yeah. So this means. the coronavirus has, let's say, 30,000 sequence of letters and 19 letters of this genetic sequence were patented three years ago in a cancer product of Moderna. Yeah. This is, um, so we can see that everything was orchestrated. Hartmut,
2: I can tell you, Moderna, is producing their stuff here in Switzerland. The company is called Lonza. It's down in Wallis. How did Lonza know in 2015 that they were going to be awarded the manufacturing of the Moderna jab? You know contents. How did so? You're absolutely there. I mean, this was well orchestrated. This is extremely well you know, strategized and stuff, but there's still, obviously there's problems. We're identifying that it's coming out. We're, 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 we're coming across these patents. We're identifying stu- studies. So we have a better and better, and clearer understanding what is really going on. So we can assess the true damage those contents will have with the people that actually were not patient enough to learn something about these jabs in the content before they let themselves get you know, jabbed on the duress and discrimination, losing their jobs and stuff like that. It's horrendous. And so many people like this, all of you have come across people that wish they could go back and have never accepted the jab. It's very sad because Hartmut, the truth is coming out, but now it's like an avalanche, right? It is so powerful right now what's on the morning score. It's just like I shared you know, in the very beginning with you guys. I mean, right now you have 140, uh, 194 nations meeting to implement this you know, vaccine digital pass across the world. I mean, I think if they're successful, and they will be successful, I mean, it's just, you know, why not? I mean, what can we do against it? Can you imagine, we cannot even travel anymore. I have my children and my grandchild in the United States. I have to go to bed at night thinking I may never see my children ever again. So either I accept the job or they accept the job. I would never force my children to go and accept the job and all get vaccinated just for them to come and visit us in Switzerland. So if we wanna come back together as a family living in different continents, in trying to circumvent this system with the digital passport, because if you're not waxed based on what they're going to come up with by in, within the next six-plus months, we will find out. I think they will probably push the Marburg virus, okay, Marburg, and it will be a fake. We know that it will be a fake. But I think what could have happened is that the side effects of what these people were, you know, injected with. By this time, think the immune system is so weak and has reduced itself to such a level that we have massive death. I think we will probably see this. It's possible that with the next round, okay, that the immune systems are so weak that a lot of people will have uh, coagulation issues in their blood. So they die on uh, lung embolisms, bleedings,
5: And yeah, Uh, sorry uh, for interrupting because I have a mind in my head, which is, I think we have to make a a difference between, let's say, reducing the population and establishing the ID card, because, for example, we have here and we have on the YouTube, there's a burr. there's a there's a guy who's called Bernie from Australia, and he said uh, that until September 2022, every employer in Australia has to get his personal ID card ID card which will be registered in Geneva in Switzerland and if you don't and if he doesn't have it until this date or uh, he ha- he will have to pay 1.1 million Australian US uh, million Australian dollars Australian yeah and this is and, and as you said, this, uh, this uh, digital ID at the moment, all the health ministers want to give the power to the World Health Organization. Yeah. And this means that, let's say it this way, in the worst case, what does it mean? It's not that uh, World Health Organization will recommend anything, it will dictate. And this is, and they can dictate it also with, let's say, with foreign forces in the future. So, for example, let's say it this way, uh, for example, we have here the German army and the German army Maybe maybe there comes a time, there comes a time when maybe the German army said, OK, I don't want to do this. But if you have a World Health Organization, the World Health Organization, the, the UN have their own soldiers.
2: That's exactly right. I think that's what we experienced up in Canada. They bring the UN... Uh... The UN mercenaries and those are the guys. Uh, they are usually they come from military service, they come back home and they don't know what to do. And those uh, private contractors are accepting anything and they go do the job. And so I think you're absolutely correct, Hartmut. That is exactly what uh, it's in store for us. You may see this document right here. This is a a doctor, Ostrich Stuckelberger, here in Switzerland. She's a whistleblower. No. She worked with and uh, for the World Health Organization. <laughs> She's exposing everything that's going on, okay? I mean, this is just absolutely great. I mean, uh, I will probably get to meet her with some things that we do with one of the law firms here and stuff. You see the UN is... <laughs> is that infrastructure for the new world order and the world health organization is part of that covering the health aspects and with health i mean this is a massive thing right so most nations have an uh, epidemic law of some form or shape and in order to make it unilateral pretty much same understanding same concept that's the reason why they want to do this treaty right we spoke about So 194 nations are there right now, identifying the details and optimizing, working together, and they can strictly make a reference, you know, and a recommendation to all these nations' governments. And the governments are just going to say, "Of course, we're going to go do it. You guys, you know, we're going to do exactly what you tell us to do." And that's the major change in the next round. This time around, in the first round. Our nations got the recommendation from the World Health Organization and they turned it over. It was different for Switzerland as it was for Sweden. It was different for the UK as it was for the Australia. And so all these citizens are all like up in arms and it's like, what the heck, you know, Matt, maybe I should move to Costa Rica. Maybe I should move to South Africa. Don't deal with this crap next time around. Yeah, right. And that's the reason why these guys are all putting their heads together that nobody can travel anymore and get out of the way. No, I mean, it will be uniform, the exact same thing. If the World Health Organization tells you you have to have a mask on 24 hours a day and whatever mask it is, You're going to have to do it. Otherwise, they will fine you. That's the idea that it will be uniform across the world in exactly how it goes down. And then they will implement the, uh, the Chinese system, the credit system. If you don't do this, you don't do that. By that time, I think within the next 18 to 36 months, we will absolutely see the bank system collapse and they will go all digital most likely where we lose the cash because cash, as long as we have a means of exchange we have a means to exchange with our neighbors. The guy does vegetables. The other one, the butcher does the meat. The baker has the flour and the bread. We, we don't need the government okay, to survive. They will do anything possible that we are dependent upon the government. That's why we say prepare yourself. I mean, right now, where we're at here, I think we could go on for a few years without ever having to worry about the government support here whatsoever. I mean, look at your family, look at your neighbors. Who can not worry for 30, 60, 90 days? You never have to get into a grocery store. You never have to go to the bank to get cash out of the bank account. Who can actually do this? You know, so if we're not prepared for this, Harmut, we're we, we are literally easy prey for those guys with their system. And you know a lot of um, I'm not I love young people and I tell you what, some of them are really waking up and start asking some really, really good questions. But the younger people, especially the educated ones, the indoctrinated ones, higher education, bachelors, masters, oh my God, he, you know, help me please. They're the worst. They fall right into this whole trap. And even professors of universities, they all went ahead They couldn't go fast enough and get jabbed with this, uh, you know, vaccine. And why would they go ahead and put these people on the duress in universities to go and get jabbed with something that most likely will have major health implications? Well, the Chinese right here. They say they will want to take over the West and make room for themselves. They can't do it with nuclear bombs, guys. They can't destroy the land they want to go and feed their people with. They do it with biological weapons. And it's right in here, guys.
5: I think also that um, this is my personal opinion, of course, that the cancellation of the SWIFT system of several banks in Russia is a step in this direction because um, Let's say it this way. The banks, which are separated from the um, SWIFT system at the moment, except the central bank, but the central bank in Russia this has a s- specific role. In Russia, it's very difficult. to un- It's not so easy to understand. There are three forces which battle about uh, concerning power. In U.S. you have only two, but in Russia you have three. And um, this is a little bit tricky. But the interesting thing is, by this cutting of the SWIFT system, this is a big chance for the Chinese to establish their alternative SWIFT system, CIPS. And now we are talking here about a trillion dollar, we are talking about trillion dollar deals because uh, the, the oil and gas and uh, industry is not, is not damaged at all at the moment. But there is the possibility that now by the using of the CIPS system, the digital golden one will be established internationally. And then the value, or let's say, the importance of the dollar will go away, or will be... And this is, and this is happening maybe in the next
2: couple of days. The way I look at this, Hartmut, and everybody else here in this round, how long will the swift system exist anyway right how long will the west okay based on the Bretton woods agreement 1944 after the second world war the whole world said thank you so much usa for saving us okay you now have the opportunity to use your currency as the world reserve currency so based on the Bretton woods agreement the united states was able to build out the infrastructure worldwide, the way they have been the most powerful army, blah, 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 right? But when we talk to the United States, it's, it's just an entity. I'm not talking about the people, right? When we talk to the United States Federal Reserve, we're talking about the international banking cartel and everybody else behind the curtains that have been using and abusing the United States Okay, and the people of the United States. And by taking over the currency in 1913 under Woodrow Wilson, right, the Federal Reserve Act, they have when you take a control, when you take control over a country's currency, you take control over their government. So ever since 1913, the left or the right, the middle, up or down, whatever it is in the United States is mainly a two-party system, they have done exactly what they're supposed to be doing. They were the trustees of a bankrupt nation, United States, and they managed the assets based on the international bankers. So you know in how they actually go about and the big items, they always agree, doesn't matter what it is, okay? You remember after 9-11, the Patriot Act, like some 20, 20, 27 days after 9-11, they pulled the first Patriot Act out of the drawer. Ah, oh, come on. Nobody does that in 27 days. So everything is always planned, right? A war is already decided before we start the war. So coming back, Harman, to, you mentioned about the monetary system. Russia is prepared for this, probably has substantial amounts of gold. When we go digital, like I said, a central banking system based on digital currency only, you don't need to have a gold backed, right? They can just, you and I can, Enter that in on the keyboard. It doesn't matter. I mean, you can cheat and, you know, do whatever it is. So it's just China assisting being the bad guy because they always take the bad guys. It's just like <laughs> Hollywood, you have certain actors or actresses that always play the bad guy, okay? So how come we don't take this guy to be the good guy? No, Russia forever has to be playing the bad guy. But you know what? That pipeline right now that NATO and Germany and the EU said, you know what, we're not going to do this, it's a German pipeline. You know what? Guess who needs the oil and the gas in Europe? It's the EU nations. You know, Russia, they can sell that stuff the other direction to China and anybody else. There is absolutely no pain on Russia by not selling their stuff. And you know what, it's the United States you know, government and anybody else that tells the United States government what to do to tell these guys to shut down that pipeline. And it's just a the theater, I'm telling you guys, and we're not gonna see nuclear bombs flying. I told you guys, the Chinese will not want to go and clean up radioactive freaking land over here. So anybody that can't sleep anymore, and uh, needs to eat, you know, you know, Prozac and stuff like that, just so they can actually make it through the day. Relax. It's a game they have to play for the whole world economic system to collapse. So people won't ask too crazy questions. They're politicians. their representatives. These guys uh, are just playing their game, guys. That's just how I see it. And I tell you what, the answers are going to be in that document. And I tell you what, how smart, you know, that Klaus Schwab is and all his young global leaders and global shapers down schooled and educated about the worldwide agenda down in Geneva, they're gonna get asses kicked in the end. You know why? The Chinese will not want any of those in their end game. The Chinese gonna keep it for themselves. And if you guys ever watch a Western hollywood a western and there's a bunch of bad guys how many are normally left in the very end how many is left that is walking away with all the bags of gold in the in the bank heist one don't don't forget one is left they shoot each other to death on the very end so i mean we have to follow and read the book you know the art of war by Sun tzu it tells you all the strategies in how to go about it. And here is what I wanna share with you guys. This is out of this document. We complete our historic mission and revitalize, 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 what is it revitalize our race. I'm sorry, speak too much German now. The three lessons are firmly grasp the country's landing space firmly grab the party's control over the nation, and firmly grasp the general direction toward becoming the lord of the earth. And they are atheists.
5: It's no no accident that the Silk Road ends in Duisburg. This is, and and it's it's not only for goods, there will come very fast passenger trains as well. Yeah.
2: So I don't know what the deal is between Russia and China. Okay, maybe the deal is: is Russia will facilitate part of Europe. Maybe China tells them, "You take Europe, and we take North America and Australia." Okay. I was
5: I was uh, I was asked by a man whether I have written whether whether I read the book of Klaus Schwab, and so far I must admit only parts, but not the whole book. And then I asked, did you read it? And he said, yes. And I asked, what are you doing with it? And he said, well, the good things we take, the rest we put in the dustbin. Exactly. And this is how they do it. This is how they do it. And they, I have so many questions, Christian. It was a real pleasure talking to you. It's, uh, please come again.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I I have a super quick question.
5: Yeah, please, Jane.
4: People that come from the Ukraine and are, you know, they have family there. They say that the elite have a lo- a big stronghold in the Ukraine, and that um, Russia is attacking that. Just, can you comment on that? I mean, it's just part of the whole. I'm sure there's much more to it, but yeah,
2: I'm by no means a, a specialist. I really am not an expert whatsoever over the Ukraine. I have never really studied this and stuff. I'm just kind of reading into really what I see is happening. It is not part of the NATO. Uh, With the current extremely weak administration of the United States, you know, obviously the Biden situation, this whole colluded thing with the Ukraine before, you know, even he was in office, you remember, with Obama times. And then Trump uh, tried to clean this thing up and stuff. So it's been going on for some time. Because you have to understand, NATO, uh, excuse me, Ukraine is part of this really wide open corridor in northern Europe. So when you look Ukraine and, and, and uh, yeah, there's, there's this corridor that is really strategic, very, very key for Russia, you know. So when NATO would take over, in other words, if Ukraine were to become a NATO nation, in other words, getting in bed with the U.S. and everybody else here, that would be a substantial uh, threat to Russia. So he has to go and do what he does right now, being on the threat, because right now, I'm not sure if you guys learned. There is minimum eight level four biological weapons labs in the UK that are operated by the United States, and who knows who else is uh, behind that?
5: Fifteen. So that, excuse me. Fifteen uh, in the, the Ukraine, there are fifteen labs which are run by US companies. They have uh, all diplomatic passport. Yeah. And okay. and it was mentioned that they have two hundred that the US has 200 labs all over the world. And as Zelensky wanted to have also uh, atomic bombs, the problem is that with this kind of weapons, biological weapons and atomic bomb weapons, and with uh, specific rockets, they can reach Moscow within four, four four minutes, less than five minutes. And this is for the Russians a danger because it's too close so that maybe the system cannot uh, pretend Russia, uh, protect Russia from these kind of rockets. And this yeah. is the reason uh, why. The, and uh, the problem is the NATO is working in the Ukraine since 2010. And, um, and, the, and they have established many bases on this place. And um, I guess it's only I guess. The Russians were shocked how close the NATO was um, reaching their target.
2: Yeah, I think you're correct. I mean, uh, from a military strategic point of view, absolutely. I mean, uh, NATO, the United States have been uh, putting that infrastructure in place there. And uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, they threatened, you know, uh, you know, Russia, and uh, everybody right now understands who is, you know, alternatively inf- informed. That it is not Russia the aggressor, it's really the West that's the aggressor. But in the end, you guys have to just see, I mean, they're playing a very serious game, you know? I mean, it's very serious. And, you know, nuclear stuff, I mean, that is just the scariest freaking thing you can tell anybody in the news. I mean, here, they're like, they're Like halfway, you
5: know. Like froze. I want to, yeah, I want you know. to, I want to mention here also something. We have to, because of several treaties, in order to reduce atomic bombs and blah blah blah. There, we have to uh, make a, the the. We have to make a decision, but not decision. Uh, we have uh, what's the word? There are two t- kinds of uh, of b- atomic bombs: intercontinental and stra strat- tactical. And the tactical bombs have small warheads, and the problem is, as crazy as it sounds, for the for the tactical uh, bombs, you don't need the approval of the president with the red with the red telephone and with the uh, with the with the keys. Yeah, it's it's uh, the general the generals can in several countries the generals can decide by their own, and um, this is they are small tactical atomic bombs not the intercontinental
2: yeah. yeah no i i think uh, you know even bullets okay we know that uh from the wars in iraq and afghanistan and stuff a lot of the uh u.s military comes home really sick because of the, the bullets they use depleted the, the uranium to harden the metals yeah. of the bullets and so when you are when you then hit rocks or metals or when you hit tanks with this stuff there, you know, evaporation, uh, uh, evaporation of uh, the gases and stuff like that. So I'm yep. aware of this. And so how, how all these military details plan out and stuff like that, um, I think when we look at our dialogue today, and that's my ma- message based on the theme, Grace, for today is to without, you know, the win without fighting is best. And, uh, you know, with this, I really talk about China and their strategy. When you guys look at the last 30 years of China and their development, I mean, they just played it out extremely smart. They made some mistakes, they trusted along the way. The survey I shared with you was done in 2004. This is almost what, almost 20 years, say 18 years ago. Lots have happened since then. FOSI has definitely sent money over to the Wuhan lab. I have met a scientist from germany had meetings with him one of the very few people that have been inside this lab okay witnessed what's going on so here is you know what i like to share is that's again from the ccp committee here that did this survey and is behind the strategy of the chinese They're saying is our economic development is all about preparing for the need of war. Our economic development is all about preparing for the need of war. Publicly, sorry, we still emphasize economic development as our center, but in reality, economic development has war as its center. And the war they play is without shooting nuclear arsenal, okay? they're doing with bioweapons. So now we have 80% of the world population, maybe even more that have volunteered giving up their DNA. Now they can go to town in their labs and absolutely target the development of new drugs, development of new injections and contents that will eliminate us by race. So do you guys wanna continue on and uh, voluntarily accept the jabs that are coming our way? I don't think so. So that I said, I know you guys not. I said that for maybe the viewers that are going to maybe follow us here today and are going to watch this in their spare time. So uh, we have some serious stuff in front of us. And what do we do about it? I think it's uh, it's, it's in the stars, you know? And I think right now what we should do is, is we, as In we as a few people here, uh, we can do what we can do best is, you know, give our love to our family and friends, be kind, be smart, be alert. And in the end, it comes down to, okay, where are we spiritually? You know, people, some people may pray, some people meditate, you know, whatever it is, we alone as people cannot solve this problem. I think that's my statement here today.
1: Well, thank you everyone. And from Roy Hartmut, Jane and me, we thank you, Christian again, and thanks to the audience. And it's obvious that we will not stop having this conversation, be informed, be empowered and just have that strong faith and action. And and I say in the name of the covenants of divine right order divine right timing and divine right harmony as only eternal source can know. We temporarily end this podcast to be, all of us to be safe and carry on. Thank you, Christian, and thank you to everyone. And yeah, do share this podcast. And I know Christian will post it again and translate it to German. And we appreciate so much. Thank you.
2: Yes, thank you all for having me. I enjoy this very much. And I tell you what, if we can only save one person, it's all worth the time we spend here together. And especially our children and children's children. Uh, That's what motivates me. I think we're all, you know, probably similar or the same. (laughs) But uh, I thank you guys so much for your support and everything that you guys are doing to get the word out and all the other shows that you do, all the other podcasts and all the efforts that you guys all do this is what we have to continue doing and i always say though when when you feel like you're on top of the world call somebody that is not doing too well and if we're not doing too well individually we're friends enough to contact each other so maybe a good positive conversation can get us back where we have energy and new motivation and uh, hopefully uh, empower somebody else that's having a hard day and, and is not seeing through what's going on in this world, you know.
1: And this will be uploaded to many diverse platforms amongst us. So in BitChute and other places, okay? So do share. Thank you. Thank, Thank you,
2: everybody. You. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. This
0: podcast is and always will be free. There are two ways you can help me as I spend a lot of time researching, recording, editing, and marketing my podcast. I also have plenty of costs with like Zoom, streaming StreamYards, mm-hmm. as well as equipment. I have a donation button, which you can buy me a coffee once a month, or even just donate one euro. Because if everybody who listens to the podcast, donate one euro would cover all the costs. You can also support our sponsors. All the links are in the podcast show notes. Thank you for listening. This podcast is sponsored by Coolabola that creates simple and very advanced websites, as well as creating fantastic animation. If you or someone you know is looking to start or update their websites, we're offering a genuine 20% discount with the code awakening. Just go to KULABOLA Bula C O L A B U L L A.com. And the links are in the podcast description.